you get the impression that if there was a 300 kilo one knocking about, he would just have went for that afterwards. He'd have Aye. taken his few minutes rest, got another Mars bar in him, <laughs> and then just smashed Aye. that one over as well. Do you know what I love as well? That um, in his interview, they're like, so Tom, what's your favourite food? And he's like, well, I'm eating this and eating that, but burgers, I love burgers. I can eat burgers every day. Burgers make me strong. Burgers give me strength. Brilliant, man. He's great. Welcome to Gains and Pains with Scott McLaughlin and Colin Gibbon in association with Just Train and a ton of coffee, where we get together each week to talk health, fitness and some absolute nonsense. Hey, China. Welcome everyone to episode 46. <laughs> no, you just did it, did you? <laughs> yeah, I did. I don't even know if it is 46. I just thought I'd record that anyway, just for fun times. 47, even better. I figured it'd be a nice tie-in from the end of last episode so people can hear how you progress. Because presumably you haven't listened to the last episode that I sent you, did you? No. Oh, he's gone very did quiet. You? I may have tinkered with the outro music slightly. <laughs> You're a dick. <laughs> I felt your public deserved to hear your hard work and efforts, man. No, 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 they really didn't. They did? They really did. <laughs> but I mean, like, straight, like, straight away, that sounds better, though, this week. Not that last week's was, was what, pish. What's that start off? Um... Oh, when the Saints, presumably. Yes! <laughs> it's pretty obvious, mate. Oh, we shouldn't have given it away. That should have been a podcast competition. <laughs> Guess the it, tune. It's not, a sl- it's not a Slayer, Angel of Death. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Brian and I took that quite far the other day. <laughs> yeah, I was like, ah, do you know what? I'm going to go and watch Pain Dryer Grass Grow. <laughs> you ruined our fun. Yes. <laughs> Quite happily. <laughs> um, no, that sounds better, man. That sounds good. It's, I mean, it's still shit, but no, but it's recognizable. It's recognisably a tune, though, that people would know. It's not just random screeching, screech, screechings, rather. So yes, that's good. That's progress. Absolutely, man. Yes, yeah, so you put up a big post yesterday about big number fifty-four and how many days it's taking you to get like fifty-four <laughs> days. Because I was going, and I'm like that. Oh, it's hitting all the different, oh, maybe two or three notes, but... But trying to kind of, you know, like that. Just trying to narrow it down into a single hole, and it's, I still can't get it first time, but eh. Practice makes better, mate. All right. That's what it's all about. Um, yeah, but no, you can see yourself. It, it does, it's getting there, isn't it? But as I said... And I think, because when I'm speaking to some people about it, like, but what's that got to do with training? And I'm like, oh, it's got everything to do with practice. Right. It's like kettlebell snatch or Olympic weightlifting folk are like, oh, I'm still crap at it. Oh, I thought I'd be lifting these weights. And I went, right, you're comparing yourself to professional weightlifters that have been competing at the Olympics for the last 15 years and eat, live and breathe the sport. Yeah. And you expect to be that level in a session. Aye. No. It's just, it doesn't, it's never going to happen. <laughs> why, why, do, why do people with the top class sports people get such money in that? Because it doesn't, not everybody can reach that level. Yeah. Not everybody was Michael Jordan. <laughs> yeah, totally. So I've been, I've been playing this instrument for like 30 years, near, like there or thereabouts, do you know what I mean? Probably give or take. And uh, uh, <laughs> we've been doing a lot of recording and stuff over the past month or so. And one of the tracks that we might be doing is just, killing me man do you know what I mean <laughs> it's just like I'm I'm right back to being a beginner in high school again going I just I can't I can't understand how this even works do you know what I mean I was having this conversation with somebody else the other day it's like just you feel like just selling your gear sometimes but again that's that's part of the fun that's that that's, that's that, that frustration is part of the enjoyment in it I think the danger with the harmonica is it can be launched so easily <laughs> <laughs> yeah I can't do that with a drum kit 
Well, to be yeah. fair, the drum kit comes with its own built-in stress relief. <laughs> It's been quite. It's been funny. It's been quite a few times. I've been tracking stuff in the house. Like, it's just been like, because oh, I'm trying to do it. If you were just recording, I'm going off on a musical rant now. If you're just recording, right, in in audio, it's fine. Because if you make a mistake, you can drop back in. You can you can cut it up and all the rest of it. Because I'm doing a video. video to post it, I'm having to do everything in one take. So if I make a mistake, I'm just like stop. Reset the iPad or whatever and filming it on, delete that back to the start again. So you try to what, do it what all. What you're saying is, is you're like, Brit, Brit, you're the equivalent of a, um, a drumming version of Britney Spears having to sing live. <laughs> Pretty much, I. I'm <laughs> moments away from shaving my head. Um, <laughs> but I was like, just, it, it, get, it gets to the point where I'll just have a freak out or something and just like start slamming stuff and I'll come out. Like, once I finally get it done, feel just be like, eh, that'll go well then. <laughs> Just utterly <laughs> raging. <laughs> she should just turn around to yourselves that I can have with a 228 session. <laughs> oh, oh, that took a second. That took a second. Right, this podcast's done. 47 episodes were too much. I'm out here. Aye. Fucking dick. <laughs> Very funny. What are we actually talking about, you fat mess? Oh, I'm actually losing, mate. I'm getting leaner. Hey, mate. 14 oh. stone, 14 stone again. Back at it, you can see, I mean, you can actually see your arms again. I touched 14 stone for the first <laughs> time again today, this morning, since I, since I got ill, like, what, two months ago? Was that pre or post dump? I uh, post three dumps. I did three this morning. Oh. I've been eating a lot of pasta, <laughs> pasta recently, so that's probably got something to do with it. Um, <laughs> aye, I mean, uh, a lot of that's probably cheesecake and pasta weight, but, you know, it's a start, isn't it? You're taking the Eddie Hall route for a weekend. Yeah, totally. I'm just not doing any of the work. <laughs> right. I want to talk about him today. All right, again. No, just a just a quick point, then we'll go on to um, big Tom Stoltman. Thomas. Right, go get your run over with. Ed, Eddie Hall's trying to do this public shaming of Thor, right? And yeah, <laughs> Thor was a whiny little Thor has been a whiny little bitch in the past, right? And but then Eddie's kind of, oh no, he's saying this and he called me a cheat. Well, Eddie, you just posted a video that was edited by Giants Live saying that Thor <clears throat> didn't shake your hand when you won World's Strongest Man. When in actual fact, you, pub- you published an edited video when you actually see the real video, he did shake your hand. Yeah. Because that, that was the, the, the link. Mark sent me that link the other week there, the one that Eddie Hall posted. Yeah. And watching it, I was like, I remember watching that on the TV and I was sure he shook his hand at the podium. Aye. But, I mean, that, that was, what, three years ago? I might have been wrong. But then, yeah, yeah so the, the Thor's coach posted the thing this week. Was it this week, last week? End of last week? Uh, last week, I think I sent it to you last yeah. week. Saying, well, look, look, here's the bollocks that's going on. Here's the kind of BS Eddie Hall spoon just to get the fanboys behind them and try to generate the kind of media train. But, and you're like, don't, don't, have a go at somebody for calling you cheap and then you basically <laughs> cheat the media and the press by getting the company organisers to um, to basically edit a video to make it look like a totally different set. So now you're saying that he was a liar and a cheat and all that and for calling you and now you're doing the same. No, man. You're just a scumbag. Has he mentioned anything about it since? Since nope. Thor's coach had retorted? No. He's still got, he's still got, he's still basically talking to folk on social media and his Instagram hound and chatting away to all the guys like, I can't believe you never shook my hand. And you're like, get a grip, you fat mess. <laughs> it's just a bit sad, isn't it? Aye, it's, people, at first I thought it was going to be good for Strongman, for the fact it's going to create a lot, it's probably going to, it's generated the most media attention ever yeah. for Strongman competition. But what it's done is it's got all the attention and everybody zoomed in, looked at it now and went, Big steroid freaks that are just being really petty and pathetic. That can't string a sentence together, and they're just playing up the stereotypical meathead like uh, me strong. Uh. Aye, and that's it. We're totally playing up to that, showing how illiterate and uneducated they are. The fact that well, I think uh, it's, not, it's not all of them. Certainly, you listen to a lot of them, and no, they're all but, totally sound. He is a bad example of that. He's a bad example generally. Aye, unfortunately, because he's British, all the media attention's on him. 
and it's basically been doing that video, so everybody looks at him, and unfortunately, he is not the poster boy you want. But then, how much? How I mean, how much attention is actually on him in the grand scheme of things? Do you know what I mean? We notice a lot of it because we follow all these guys, but like, I, 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 I suspect that there's like <laughs> Joe Public knows nothing about any of this. It would have been a sort of headline at one point. Oh, saw the mountain breaks this British guy's record or whatever, and there's a big beef because there's a fight now. But I think after that, especially in the light of recent events in the media, <laughs> I think that's going to be old news, man. You want to talk about people setting a bad example? Hmm. Dominic, yeah, prick. Oh man, don't get me started. I know, I know. Let's not go down that road, man. A guy, a guy, I'm pally with on Facebook from Kettlebells. I was posting up yesterday, I mean, he, I would have done the same. He just done what any any caring father and a human being would do. Bullshit. What? I mean, right. If my kids were ill, and I, or sorry, I was ill and I thought that they, or myself and Kirsty, wouldn't be safe enough or well enough to look after them, I'm pretty sure we could find somebody closer than 260 miles away. Yeah. And the fact he's like, oh yeah, I mean, his whole report's so clinical and all that, but then he goes like that, yes, well, I'm, I, I'm 95% sure of stop for fuel. Now, I, mean, I don't know, MD has done a 295-mile journey that's no stop for piss. Aye. The, the, the real truth of the matter is he's a lying bastard, and all his friends Aye. are lying bastards. They're all <laughs> utter, utter scumbags. Every Aye. single one of them. And it's the fact that they can, they're all getting away with it. Like Dr. Catherine Calderwood visited their home across the fourth, fourth, or fourth row bridge, her second home, and get media hounded to the point she resigned. And you know what? I she was she was the one standing up there as the doctor, yeah. giving the medical advice and social distancing, and then didn't follow her own rules. And she put her hands up and went, "Aye, I shouldn't have done it. Stupid mistake. I'm in a position of influence. I shouldn't have done it." Yeah, and resigned. This guy does it, and he's getting lauded as being a hero for um, basically putting his kids' welfare in your life. Bullshit. But I think that's almost that kind of... And this isn't the same, but there's so much of that British media, they just, or that kind of certain British mentality of, you know, we're just wonderful, I mean, we do the right thing, and well, we refuse to apologise. They're like, shut up. point is, all these twats own the media. Aye. They've all got them in their back pockets, so they're just going to... The, the mainstream media are just going to do what they're told because they're all owned by their pals. Do you know what I found interesting? What? So Dominic Cummings, his wife, owns a company that's developing the track and trace. Yeah. And the town he visited, I'm done. Right. Oh, that just happens to be where GlaxoSmithKline are, who are they going to be the company developing the vaccine. Mate. You just couldn't go, make it up. Mm, it's no. just, you couldn't make any of that up. It's just, they're all so crooked, it's not even true. And the fact that they're so open about it now, it's not even like it's remotely underhanded. They're like literally out in the open going, we're treating every last one of you people with utter contempt and we don't care and there's nothing you can do about it. And people are still going, oh, thank you. Please shit on me from a great height. Because they're playing the whole Brexit card of you got us out of Europe, way we'll just go with that now because you can do anything you want. I mean, look at Donald Trump when he said that, that he'd be a Democrat because the Democrat supporters <laughs> are stupid and you could get them to vote, they would vote for anything. Ah, Republicans, yeah, yeah. He said if he was ever going to be a politician, he'd be a Republican because the, the voters are all stupid. And he, so what does he do? He targets all the kind of... He targets all the kind of... The, the illiterate and uneducated sections from America and stuff like that, and they all vote for him and they think he's wonderful. That's the same with Tories. That the fact that it's all people that are sitting up. In that sense, I'm not saying that there's a lot of intelligent people that are Tories, but they're, they're almost the fact that it's this kind of superiority complex and the, the money and the, you're better off and the rest is a scum. Well, that was the, that was the traditional thing, that. like all the sort of well-to-do or Tory voters, Conservatives, and all the sort of working-class folk were Labour voters, but Labour fucked themselves right. so badly that traditional Labour households and stuff are going, do you know what? You guys are useless. Aye. And have, have now jumped the fence. And that's why we're in the situation we're in, ultimately. It's terrifying. The bottom line terrifying. is, uh, you, you can't trust any of them, regardless of the party. Yeah. They're all out to line their own pockets. If you get, no, if you get, if you go into a career as a politician, then you should immediately be struck off the register of politicians. That's the whole thing, isn't it? Like, if you, if you choose that as a career, then nah, you should be immediately exempt. I just don't, I don't like any of them, least of all 
the Tories. Aye, there's just you can always there's always that saying follow the money and you'll find that you follow you'll see that agenda. Pretty much, man. Anyway, <laughs> this isn't anyway, a political let's podcast. <laughs> let's talk about training. Um, politics. Tom Stoltman did it. Tom Stoltman. <clears throat> At the weekend, what a champ. Right. Easy awesome. stuff. So we talked about oh, it last easy. week. He was going for the, the world record Atlas stone lift. So the castle stone, 286 kilos. That's not <laughs> an insubstantial weight to lift off the deck. It's not enough. Folk can go, oh, but those guys did lift more than that. Yeah, on a bar that you can get your fingertips round. Yeah. Not a big, huge boulder that's shiny and smooth. Yeah. Where you're literally it's like just... putting some sticky substance on your hands and then have good good luck, mate. <laughs> off you pop. Aye. It's, it's phenomenal. It's outrageous, but, man. <clears throat> again, we spoke about it last week about your brother being a loser. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Look, the loser. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Christmas dinner for the family this year is going to be fun for Luke, isn't it? <laughs> he better get that log press out of the way before the next big family dinner. <laughs> What's the bet him and Tom will pull a cracker and Tom will beat when the cracking glass, see? <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, when you looked at Luke, like we said, he had no confidence in his um, interviews, he had no confidence. He was just very self-deprecating, yeah. Yeah. And then you seen Tom. Yeah. Going to do it. No, just no, I'm not. Maybe a rush of buses. I'll do it. Yeah. So, and even when you seen him, you seen Luke sitting at the side on the chair, sitting like that. And you could see he's probably running through a million and one permutations in his head thing. Right, uh, if this doesn't feel right in my left hand and if that doesn't lock out right in my elbow, yeah. uh, I better not get you could see him on, and uh, this sponsorship deal is going to get blown, and I thought if I don't, oh no, uh, I'm going to let so many people down. And then you look at Tom, Tom's just sitting there like that, getting somebody to feed him a mouth bar or something. Like he's just saying great thing, wasn't he? Because he's got that unwavering self-belief of asking up. Yeah. And when he first went, I approached it, and you noticed, for me, I noted that between Luke and Tom and the way that they approach their lifts, when Luke went for the... Was it the 100, 190, then the 212 or something? Right. He walked up and he had the confidence. He just walked up and picked up. With the 230, it kind of, he seemed more hesitant approaching it as if he was scared of it. Right. On Tom's warm-up list and the record, the world record, didn't really approach it. He just walked up, got himself into the same position as he did with every single other one. Yeah. And just picked it up. There was no change in it. Did they not do his first a, lift twice? <laughs> Did you not just do an I, extra one just for a bit more of a warm-up? Because <laughs> I thought it was a, because I thought it was a, a replay, and they're like, and then yeah, no, he's just doing it again. Like, yeah, he's just obviously done another one just as a warm-up, and you're like, <laughs> yeah, that's brilliant. <laughs> as you say, he he's gone into that knowing fine well he's going to do it. I think I'm like, again, a lot of that will be the 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 thought in his mind that he is the best in the world at lifting stones, and he's proved yeah. it kind of time and again. So that allied with the whole Asperger's thing and stuff anyway, he's just, he he's going into that going, I'm amazing at this. Nobody's better than me in the world at lifting these stones. Cool. <laughs> Whereas Luke won't have that because he yeah. isn't the best at log press. He was hoping to be the best at it, but he's never proved it. Plus, yeah. he, it just, he, he's got that, I don't, I don't want to say normal mentality, but just that, well. just the same the same issues that anyone would have in a situation like that as you say the Obviously first two he's like, he's like, he's like, they're a typical regular guy that has those we've all got the fears Aye, and self-doubts the, the fears and self-doubts that's it as you say he went up to the first two knowing he could do them because he has lifted more than that before but that last one's the unknown isn't it Aye. whereas Tom just didn't have that at all he's like I'm going to smash this he could have done that for reps that last one do you know I watched it at first I was kind of watching it going I was watching it with Logan and Brody, and uh, they always ask, they always seem to ask how many gold kettlebells is that? <laughs> uh, all right, guys. Well, it's about six gold kettlebells and all of that. Oh, <laughs> and we're just chatting away. I watched it pick them up, and then I thought to myself, did I blink in the? Is that a warm-up weight? Because <laughs> it went up so easy. It was effortless. Like, no. Aye. 
It's like he, did, he, he got it off the deck, no difficulty, had it on his knees, up it went, over it went, no hassles. It wasn't even like he struggled to grip it or or had to no. sort of readdress his balance or anything at any point. It was just nothing. It was like kind of five stages. He bent over, got his hands underneath it, he scooped it up on his knees, he sat down in his squat position for it, adjusted his hands to get his fingers right round it, stood up, and then extended his chest and pop, popped over the, yeah. the beam. And you're going, mate, somebody should sellotape some more weight onto that because that looked far too yeah. easy. You get the impression that if there was a 300 kilo one knocking about, he would just have went for that afterwards. He'd have Aye. taken his few minutes rest, got another Mars bar in him, <laughs> and then just smashed Aye. that one over as well. But, but do, do you know what I love as well? That um, In his interview... They're like, so Tom, what's your favourite food? And you're like, well, I'm eating this, I'm eating that. But burgers, I love burgers. I can eat burgers every day. Burgers make me strong. Burgers give me strength. <laughs> He's great. I see um, Luke's now signed up as a uh, nutritionist as well. Nutritionist? Yep. Yeah. That should make a difference. His stuff really interesting, working around insulin stuff. And I was reading, it's always an area that I found interesting. But see, to be honest, I've never found, I've never, I've never sat down long enough to actually dig out all the research on it, but I think mm. it's something I really want to do now, because even just, uh, there was an interview with the nutritionist talking about, you know, what we'll do is, we'll look at um, controlling the insulin levels and stuff, depending on, or insulin sensitivity, looking at whether we want them to have more endurance for competition, or whether we need just that max strength for that one event, and it's... Yeah, you notice the big difference in his size the other day? Yeah. Because usually he is quite jacked looking, whereas the other day mm. he had the, the big power belly happening. Aye. Just to get that, just to help rest the the, the stone yeah, on, presumably. Aye. But I know that, that that that's the interesting thing, isn't it? If if you if you're looking to adapt it for whatever competitions you're doing, whether it's going to be more endurance based stuff, like if you're doing like one of the sort of one day competitions, like Europe's or something like that, where all the lifts are in Aye. the one day, then you need that endurance because otherwise you're just utterly gubbed. Aye. But it's then allying that to the fact that you still need that raw strength because that's always that's always been the thing with Tom Stoltman since he started kind of thing he's been amazing at like one or two things that just kind of let down by weaknesses in other areas so if he can just average that out then he's going to smash it man because he is going to be more athletic than the majority of them he's taller than the majority of them he's got a bigger wingspan than the majority of them it's just getting Martin 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 Licious Martin's uh, Lissus, yeah. Aye, the current world's strongest man, but again, he's getting slated right now because he doesn't do any horizontal pressing and that's why his overhead pressing's so weak, so... Is that right? Aye, so it's that way you're kind of going, well, there's a huge scope there for him to get beat because if he's not training in one area, but again, if you realise he's that's a massive weakness and he trains on it... Yeah, have you seen him? Right, have you seen the videos of him like ripping out chin-ups, pull-ups and all that? No. It's mental. Guy's like better part of 30 store and he's like ripping out like 30 pull-ups and stuff. Bonkers. That's phenomenal strength. Yeah, he's nuts, man. I'm he's a proper... He's not a big farm boy though, isn't he? Aye. Like grew up on his grandparents' farm and all the rest of it, just like how can he be about the gaff, so... But even Aye. then, you I see the difference in him over the past America. sort of four years or whatever, when he first came into the sort of World's Strongest Man finals, he was kind of young, bit leaner looking and stuff. Now he's put on like massive amounts of weight. To win, totally won it Great last point. year. But again, it's all lifts and butts. Like, but I reckon he only won it last year because Thor's head wasn't he in it, I think. Because mm-hmm. I thought, I know Thor picked up a foot injury, didn't he? Thor had a foot injury. Yeah, 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 that's right. Pulled the muscle on his foot, so. Ah, right enough. We'll give him that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So, is Thor sacked it then? In terms of like lifting He said that in terms of the Giants Live and the kind of world's strongest man he's done because of the fact that the Giants Live edited the video for Eddie's agenda. And he's like... Was it them though? Because we know it was an, a producer who used to work on it, was it not? I don't think he still does. I'm not sure. The fact is that Colin Bryce, who like runs it all, is right up Eddie's arse. That doesn't yeah. help. Aye. So I think that he's basically just fell out that Stuff that a lot of you are not mm-hmm. interested. Oh, um, well. The um, that was it. World's ultimate strongman or something like that. The thing, the guys that are doing all like the stuff that we've been watching the past few weeks, they yeah. seem to be kind of taking off a good bit more. 
Because they do that thing in Dubai that they're all doing. The thing is, if they're doing it in Dubai, I know I've got a mate in Dubai who works with the Sheiks and they kind of like UAE royal family and stuff, right? Mm -hmm. They're throwing stupid money. Aye. But really stupid money because in a couple of the events they've done, it was almost kind of CrossFit style. But the guy, Matt, that I know in Dubai, he was like that. He works with the Sheiks. He's like, let's go. Who's, who's the top kettlebell lifters I should contact? We want to bring them over and get the best of every sport to compete against each other. Right. It's, the, I mean, money is no object for these guys. Ah, oh, totally. It's just a different world, isn't it? Yeah. Um, nah. I know, they seem to be doing a lot more. Like, even the list of all this stuff that's going on over the summer seems to be getting better and better. Mm-hmm. See the, the, the bench thing that came out yesterday? It was meant to be that Julius Maddox guy was doing the world bench press thing yeah. in June, right? But they've added to it and added to it, so it's going to be a big bench press kind of festival sort of thing different weight classes and different um, ages and stuff like that and guess who helped commentating CT CT Fletcher's doing co-commentary with Big Laws that'll be amazing Lucy will not be watching that one (laughs) no that's definitely one for the headphones absolutely but I mean the fact that they're getting all these guys into it man that's great and it's like it's a, it's a, it's a Scottish guy that runs it, isn't it? It's that guy that does the commentary at the weekends yeah. who runs it, I think. Aye. Can't remember his name. It's great because it's, it's making it more mainstream and it's getting it out there and promoting it rather than just watching the world's strongest man at Christmas. That's yeah. It. Yeah, that's it. It's definitely generating more interest and it's good. I mean, don't get I love watching it at Christmas. It's brilliant. It's like one of the highlights of the Christmas holidays for me. But. Aye. That and Jason's Argonauts. <laughs> oh, classic, mate. But it's always it's always so badly edited, man. And as they were talking about, I think it may have been on Mark Bell's podcast about it, it's, just, it's the TV companies that decide what events there are and stuff like that. All the sort of yeah. heads of the TV companies get together and go, right, we want that because that'll be exciting. We want this, we want that. And the, the, the highlights are always so truncated and they're always focused on whatever, obviously, like if it's the Channel 5 one, they're going to focus on Eddie Hall or whoever the British guys are and stuff like that and you kind yeah. of miss the other bits. Nah. Whereas if you could watch it like online or whatever throughout the week as well, then that'd be great. Then you watch the highlights at the weekend when it's on TV or whatever. But Aye. again, it's all so money, many, isn't it? You're Because everybody, not everybody's favourite is their hometown boy. So yeah. we don't want to watch Eddie Hall. We want to watch other guys. And then mm. you're going to look at it and go, oh, man, I've not seen them at all. Aye. I mean, even even in the situation, like, if one of the Stoltmans were doing it, you still want to see what the other guy's doing, though. Because of the because of the Aye. way it's edited for TV, you pretty much only see that one person. If it's a kind of head-to-head, they'll show you that one guy. It'd be nice to see more of it. But Aye. it's Aye. all going yeah. to, if it's all dictated by TV and stuff, then it is a total marginal sport at the end of the day. So mm. it's not going to get any, any better coverage, I don't imagine. Aye, exactly. Plus, the fact is, generally speaking, it's held eight months before it's shown on telly. Isn't he great? <laughs> Aye, exactly. It's kind of, you're not going to watch it. Like, I rerun, most folk know the results now. Well, this is it. You, you, because of social yeah, media and stuff, like whoever wins it, even though they're told not to mention it, like it's going to post it straight away. Why would you Why would you win like the ultimate pinnacle of your sport and then not mention it for like eight months just because it's going to be in TV at Christmas? Just so, that, just so that the TV companies can cash in on it instead of you. It's, Aye, uh, totally. Fuck that. Um, but uh, it's, it's great to see all these things happening, whether Eddie Hall agrees with it not being recognised as world records, nobody gives a shit, but um, <laughs> I'm, I'm enjoying watching it all. It's great. Uh, the great thing is, like, I've said every week I'm little Saturday, 5, 4, 4.45, right, let's go. Yeah, it's been, it's it's certainly the one. There. The ones up to now, we've had a kind of vested interest in because obviously it was a deadlift thing with Thor and then it's been two yeah. Scottish boys, I think, will be kind of diminishing returns from this point for certain things, but I ah. can't say I'm overly excited about Alexei Novikov dumbbell press attempt or something, I don't know. Nah. Uh, it's, it's fine, I'll watch it, but you don't have that same vested interest in it, certainly. Aye. But I'm, I'm looking forward to the bench one. Uh, That'd be great. Like, you know uh, that Lasha Talakanzi, the Georgian weightlifter. Yeah. He's basically come out saying that his mission is to try and do 500 kilos. So that's just one cleaning jerk and one snatch with a combined weight of 500 kilos. Jeez. Now I think he's currently hitting about. 225, 230 on right. the snatch. And I think he is around about 250 to 255, maybe 260 on cleaned up. So he's only got another five, 
say only, <laughs> but another five kilos, five Aye. ten kilos to add on to it. So that's insane. Um, phenomenal. That is insane. Like first pet will be first person ever to do five hundred kilos between two lifts. That's nuts, man. To get. I just I can't even get my head around that. But you watch him, watch his videos and stuff that you've sent me. The guy's massive, but he's just like stupidly fast and flexible. <laughs> it's like what the these that these things don't go together, mate. Do you know what I mean? It's one or the yeah. other, surely. I just showed you how well he's trained, and he's still a young guy in his twenties. Is he? Way. Shut up! Aye. That guy looks about forty-eight. No, I think he's mid twenties. Holy shit. All right, well, there's, there's, yeah. <laughs> there's the, the flip side of the coin in it. You can be enormously uh, strong, flexible, and really great, but you're going to age yourself badly. <laughs> right away. <laughs> uh, he's, he's phenomenal. I mean, he just doesn't miss. Yeah. What's the impressive? Like you say, it's flexibility, right? But it's the speed at how he moves. Aye. That, 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 he gets under that bar like, very fast. Aye. I mean, people go, oh, it's only 230 kilos. Oh, loads of folk can deadlift that. And they're like, yeah, he's deadlifting it with a wide grip, throwing it above his head and <laughs> catching it in over his squat position and standing up there. Easily. It's no right. It's no. just, yeah. Again, I literally couldn't lift that off the ground. I couldn't budge that off the ground. And as you say, he's, I mean, he's squatting under it. We were prolapsing, practically prolapsing with the trap bar on a one-inch race platform to get it off the ground. <laughs> totally. And this guy's going, it's going in there like an empty stick in my leg. So what? you think about even like doing overhead squats with just the bar, how uncomfortable that is when you're first getting into it again. <laughs> <laughs> I just, Never mind another 210 kilos. I, know, I just, oh, it's, it's insanity. But ah. then that's just, it's a decades of training, isn't it? Speaking of, speaking of insanity, I said something that could be point for a podcast talk. Go on. And, uh, well, not insanity. I don't want to, because this person, you know, listen, they'll know that I'm talking about them, right? Mm-hmm. And but it's more, it's an interesting point, and I always try to flip the conversation back around and play a kind of devil's advocate. Yep. So I got asked last night by someone I coach, what's the best, like, what weight would you recommend that they'd have to be at before they could start running? Right. And... It's an interesting question because a lot of folk will say, well, um, if you're a bit overweight, you shouldn't run because it's impacting your joints. But in actual fact, the majority of folk, even even when you aren't overweight, most folk run with bad techniques, so the impact on your joints is still going to be bad anyway. Yeah. Obviously, carrying a wee bit extra weight is going to increase the risk factor to it. Aye. So can I flip the question back around saying, well, why is it you want to run and do you enjoy it? That's the real question. Why on earth yeah. do you want to run? <laughs> Unless you're running from a dinosaur, right? <laughs> <laughs> totally. Running should be but, used only in escape purposes. Aye. It's, and when I flipped around, said, look, do you enjoy running? What's it for? I get a really, really cool big feedback. Right. Um, which is what I was hoping for, and it was it'd be brilliant. In the sense that it started off where I think the second sentence was, I fucking hate running. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm like, all right, okay. Sensible cool. approach. Cool. But you know what? I'm back because I'm brutally honest. Yeah. And then the last, in the middle, we was talking about, oh, I like my family can join me, but also like that wee bit of headspace as well. So you're like, all right, okay. All right. I understand why there's some enjoyment there and you're maybe looking for it. Uh, but also the end part was, I just wanted to be fit and healthy. Yeah. So the main take from it is, A, they hate running, B, they want to be fit and healthy, but they also want to have an activity where it can give them a wee bit of headspace if they're stressed out or whatever, a bit of them time, mm-hmm. but also something they can just do with their family. And I was like that. So rather than pick an activity that you actually pretty much hate, that's also got a higher injury, it's got quite a high injury risk if you're carrying a bit of weight, then why don't we why don't we look at achieving what you want to achieve by finding a different method? Yeah. Uh, and I was like that, look. Just grab get a couple of hand weights, maybe a kilo each, chuck in your hands, and go for a long walk up a hill. Yes. So just find some hills, walk up. Not just a, not a leisurely place where you're sitting there, like stopping every two minutes for a wee chat and go, oh, just look at the duck over there. So, you're, the so you're a bit out of breath. Aye. I mean, you know the tank we don't know the double scythe. Uh, only from you mentioning it, yeah. Aye. <laughs> it's like that, right? It's steep. Even just myself and Kirsty take bear, I walk up there. 
it's a, we just, you know, walking up with bears, you're like that. Yeah. You're getting a good carbon think, but you're not getting any of the risk of the impact on the joints. Mm-hmm. And if you take even just a wee one kilo hand weight in each hand and off you go. Get yourself going a set of Harold picture. Bishop ankle weights. Not ankle weights, no. No. Hand weights, because you don't want something that's going to mess up your gait in terms of like, your actual walking stride. <clears throat> Harold Bishop was leading us down the garden path, clearly. Damn him. Uh, but did you ever look at the way Bouncer looked at him and kind of thought, huh? <laughs> <laughs> the ankle weights were full of dog biscuits. Oh, have I tell you the Harold Bishop but, story? I think you have, but I probably blanked it in my memory. One of my pals were... Um, that they went on holiday in Australia or something like that. This could, this could be a, an apocryphal tale that's been passed down, certainly, but it's hilarious nonetheless. It's like it was, it was on holiday in Australia and they went to do the neighbours walking tour, right? So apparently it was like kind of folk who'd been in the show sometimes took you around. So he was hoping for one of the kind of hot Aussie blonde actresses or something like that, right? What's her face? Who's now a massive movie star. Margot Robbie, right? He was hoping for something like that or whatever, right? But he got a she, guy who... She in Neighbours? She was in Neighbours. Was she Neighbours? What? Ah, she was Neighbours, yeah. Um, any Australian actor everywhere who's now famous has either been in Neighbours or Home and Away. Anyway, he was hoping for something like that, but it turned out it was the guy who played Harold Bishop, right? <laughs> so him and his pal had been on the on the bevies before they went on it, so they were just heckling him all the way around. So at one, <laughs> yeah, totally. So at one point towards the end or something like that, Harold, Harold, how come you're so fat? And as quick as you like, you turn down and do that. Because every time I fuck your mum, she gives me a biscuit. <laughs> Seriously? Allegedly. Brilliant. Brilliant. It may or may not be true, but it's still funny. Um, aye. Aye, so don't use Harold Bishop ankle weights is the moral of that story. Yeah, hand just weights. the hand weights. Got you. Aye. Um, the reason being, we don't want, you don't want the weight through your legs. We actually want to kind of get your arms with the straighten so there's more of a powering the stride more, right? Yeah. But if you actually look at the kind of heart range, we've covered we've covered the heart different heart range heart rates ones before. Presumably. But yeah. We did. Cool. Your memory's not that good for this kind of stuff, but nope. trust me. I barely listen to words you see on this podcast, mate. I know you just kinda of sit and nod and drink coffee. <laughs> <laughs> you probably got me on mute most of the time. <laughs> it just gives me a nice hour of solitude in my house just now. It's lovely. <laughs> <laughs> If you listen to the podcast and go, your conversation didn't match up. <laughs> uh, I don't know, that's what cool. no. the, the cool thing is, when you look at the actual heart rate for fat loss, if you're wanting to, people think going for a run for fat loss, it's at a much slower pace in the realize. Yeah, yeah. And now, if you want to build up your cardio fitness, you will go at faster pace and take the heart rate up a little bit. Yep. But if you're looking for that kind of fat loss, then in the training heart rate zone, it's much lower. And you'll find that if you go a walk up a hill, you probably spend more time in the fat loss, bumming the fat loss heart rate zone yeah. than you will anywhere else. So it's actually more applicable for achieving your goals. Yeah. I noticed that when um, anytime we're out walking, we put a wee walk thing on the Fitbit or whatever else and then yeah. check it when you get back. It is 90% of that is in fat burn zone. So, Aye. and that's just like kind of, well, I'm, I'm quite lucky and like certainly Lucy and Fee both walk quite fast. So it's not Aye. like we're ever dawdling anywhere. Like Lucy, it's Aye. almost 10. She just like power walks everywhere, man. It's brilliant. Good brisk walk. Perfect for it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's great. And that's it. It's rather than run because I'm saying to them as well, if you hate running, the chances are you're going to be motivated to do that when on a good day, yeah. On a bad day, no. You want to you want to find something that even on your worst day you can still go. I'm going to go and do it. Yeah. Which look, in the last couple of weeks I've been kind of ramping up a lot of my work stuff. I've started working in a, a kind of new book and stuff to do with training, mm-hmm. and so I've been, my my head's going a million miles an hour with loads of different things and uh, kind of work related stuff. I'm trying to work out a new plan for how when when we can open the gym or get the go ahead for it. I'm expecting the government will give guidelines on it. But, yeah. But obviously, my gym setup will be totally different from somewhere like David Lloyd. So, Aye. in terms of what you need, what, what I'll need to do might be different. So, I'm going to try and think of multiple ways that I can get everybody back as yeah. best as possible. What are your thoughts on that? Or is that a conversation for another time? What's that? What are your thoughts on that? Or is that a conversation to have to another time? <laughs> okay. No, no, no. I can give you that in two seconds. But the. 
So my workout last night, it was just short, sharp and simple. Where mm-hmm. I didn't really need to think about it. It was, uh, essence, swing a kettlebell, do some dips. 30 swings with 32, 8 dips, 10 rounds. I'll do the job. Done. Do it done. Really simple. Hip hinge, grip work, core, back, hamstrings, posterior chain, cardio. Great. Yeah. Dips, chest, triceps. There you go. Happy days. Pushing and pulling. There we go. I need to start then, doing more swings again. Yeah, I should. I'll, I'll do some swings later, right? What was that? What's the heaviest weight you've got? 24. 24. Oh, that's cool. Um, send me a video side on if you're doing swings. Aye, I will do. I'll do it later. With your feet, with your feet in the view. All right, okay. Do it barefoot, right? Because there's loads in it. Right, okay. I'll maybe do it tomorrow because I've chained already today. Chuck. <laughs> yes, You've not today. You have not trained a day. I have. You get up, you had breakfast, and you had more coffee. Bullshit. I got up, had breakfast, then went and trained shoulders. And then had coffee. <laughs> was, that a, was that a Steph Sands workout? No, it wasn't. It was a workout of my own devising. I, I heard some content in your voice here, sir. <laughs> mm, Steph Sands. Um, what did I do? Did I do um, strict press? So, I so... Front, behind the neck, these chaps, whole bunch of them. Uh, Arnold curling press, nice. uh, side and front raises, kind of alternating those oh. fuckers, um, and then something else that I forget, and then just a bunch of planks and those weird leg and arm things you told me about the other week. Aye. So there. Cool. <laughs> okay. Then I had coffee. Exactly. The dips were easy enough. I said reps, get it done. The amount of time they must have done nine or ten because you're used to always doing <laughs> ten, but then you get eight and you're like, oh shit, that's <laughs> um, So that, so it was a quick, easy workout. Drenched in sweat. Woke up this morning. I'm like, oh, I had to remember. I stretched. I remember waking up early. Stretched out in bed, mate. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> so you know and what's working. A thing, I, there's a thing that Dan John talks about is if you've got a boring. I think we've covered it before. Because we slagged off Emma for having an easy job. Uh, <laughs> Always a smart uh, move. That, uh, that if you've got a kind of boring, quiet, mundane style job, then you need crazy workouts, gung ho, like, ah, go yeah. make it. And then if you've got a kind of high stressful job or you've got a lot going on in your mind or maybe you're thinking different things to do with work or life or whatever, then keep it really simple. Hit a few movement patterns, boom, done. Because if I had written out a big plan last night for barbell snatch, by the time I dropped the kids off, um, dropped off food to Kirsty's grand and grandpa, and then up the road, took there for a walk. By the time we get back in the house at kind of seven o'clock at night, I'm doing up like that. Aye. I could easily just sit down for my dinner. Yeah. And then I was like, no, just here's some quick, simple, get it done. Yeah. That's why we try as we do it in the morning. We get up, have breakfast, um, and then Lucy's got schoolwork to do for a couple of hours in the morning. So myself and Phil going train for sort of 45 50 minutes then and then get all the work done then because we know as the, as the day goes on Lucy will have finished her school stuff we want to spend time together and go and do stuff do you know what I mean and then evenings you just want to sit and relax I, I know I, I will not train later on in the day just get it done in the morning get it out of the way and I hate training yeah. in the morning um, just never ready for it do you know what I mean but just now again as we've talked about, he's kind of adapting to the, the situation you're in. Do you know what I mean? So, aye, most it. Aye, definitely. And it's been um, nice doing aye, different well, stuff as well. One we sidetrack, have you, do you follow the guy, Martin, Martin Ford? Big, massive guy. Uh, yes. I haven't seen anything from him recently, certainly. Aye, he's like Eddie Hall's best He posted partner. up a video yesterday. Right, right. this is hilarious. This is how... I mean, he's obviously earning mega bucks in the movies he's doing, sponsorship oh, yeah. deals, right? And he posted up, there's this bit of kit, and it's almost like, you know the landmine attachments? Mm-hmm. Where you get the bar, you can move the bar, yeah. but it's got handles on it, so you can basically take the handle out to say, up, down, so basically a handle pivot, 
they've got a kind of very cool hand on the horizontal hand, so and they pivot and they rotate and twist and stuff, so you can work in all different planes. Yeah, it's like a massive, it's like a massive rig. See the room that you've got your bench in. Yeah, it's too big for that, right? Oh, yeah, it's too big for that. It's like imagine a squat, like a squat rack. And then you've got these two big bars coming out of it that sit in the pins, and you can move them out to the side, right? It's like two big seven foot bars coming out. Right. And, he's, and he's like, that, yeah, um, this company here that I've been working with to develop this bit of kit, it's going to revolutionize your training. It's going to just totally blow the market away. Um, full body workouts, hits, A, B, C, hits, everything, you name it, it does it. Um, nothing. This is a fantastic, affordable piece of equipment for both home and. Um, the gym no the commercial setup. Right. And then the next comment was the next comment. I looked at the size of it and I'm going, right, if that was in your garage, you couldn't use it. If you if you just got a basic traditional single garage, yeah, what gets built nowadays. The garage is too small. So he then says it's affordable. Aye. He All then right. says it's affordable. Yeah. And I think coming in at a couple of grand. Like three or four grand. I mean, I don't know about you. I've always got three or four grand knocking about waiting to be spent. I, I mean, hold on. Pick a pocket. I've got, I've got two pockets. I'll pick left or right. <laughs> hold on, right pocket. Uh, oh, yep, oh, zero. Nothing in the right pocket. The three grand must be sitting in my left pocket right now. <laughs> <laughs> cool idea, but yeah. don't say it's affordable when it's a few grand. And don't say it's great for a home gym setup when you would need to basically put it in your living room. Say Aye. me with a squat rack kettlebells in our own machine. So I'm just I'm just reading this post. Aye, I mean it's no. it's pretty weird looking. Yeah. It's fairly bonkers. Yeah, that's... it's like a landmine stroke Viking press kind of hybrid. Aye. It's a bit odd. Aye. Oh, there you go. Yeah, it's massive. The Challenger. Yeah, that's no, that's no that? fitting in your room, is it? No. Oh, well. I mean, maybe aye, maybe all his friends live in. the gym. Yeah. <clears throat> you have to go to the gym. Oh, all right, of course, aye. I'm, going to, I'm actually going to try and post up today some kind of general ideas. Um, so... Most businesses right now that are opening back up have been given guidelines from the government. Like, I know people in the building trade have been told that, uh, I think, like, Kirsty's dad, when he goes back with a French scholarship, it's going to be a one-in-one-out policy so that if you've got a plumber, a, a sparky, and a French policy, that well, only one of you is working in that house. Right, okay. Once the, once the sparky's finished, the plumber can go in. Oh, really? Once the plumber's finished, the, the, aye, it's only one-in-one-out. They're not having multiple folk working in the one house, right? So that, right, okay. Um, and everybody, every industry is getting different guidelines, right? Obviously based on what's trying to them the best. Yeah. Gym down in England so far have been told, I think, potentially 15th of June, they can start to reopen. Well, that's, uh, uh, so I read a thing earlier on about shops and stuff starting to yeah. reopen then as well, yeah. Yeah, I think Doug Boris has just went, oh, we're going to a lot of heat with Dominic coming right now and myself being uh, useless. So, yeah. uh, Quick. Everybody's home again. Go. Let's give everyone Aye. freedom. So they're talking about how they're going to have to put in social distancing and kind of like one-to-ones outdoors and stuff just mm. now and things like that. And I'm trying to kind of preempt it and plan ahead just so I can start thinking ideas. Plus, I'm going to ask for feedback from every single member as well, just so that, I mean, there could be somebody that comes up with another idea that sees something that, oh, a minute, that could be an issue. Yeah. Um, it could be that we only open for one-to-ones where there's maybe a five-minute overlay. Yeah. Um, if it's if it is just one to one, then I'll probably have the gym split into two sections so that it would be that session A is in, or sorry, your session column for example would be in um, section A the gym, right? And then if Brian came in for a session, he would train in session B, yeah, or section B the gym, or the other half, just so that everything gets filled. You're training that bit, the other section gets spread down, cleaned, and everything. Right, okay. Um, Roller doors open the whole time where possible, obviously where they're permitting, Aye. as long as there's no wind getting blown or rain getting blown right in the door. Yeah. Uh, so antibacterial hand station at the door, just get a wee shelf unit put in, so I'm taking down. As soon as you cross that line, and done, next one out. Aye. Um, 
we policy obviously in the kind of high touch areas like door handles, um, toilet shower and stuff. Obviously, just they signed up saying everybody's responsible for cleaning that down before and after use. Just obviously, I'll do it as well. But just yeah, if you've come into train, obviously just cleaning down, just keeping top of it. Mm-hmm. I'd even thought about taping off section sections in the gym. So if like if you're in, say for example, we could open up for say four members at any one time. Right. Four training zones, so you could have the three squat racks and one open area, <clears throat> and then have a taped <clears throat> area so that if anybody's going to walk to get cut, they have to walk down that area, not actually cutting through somebody else's training zone. Yeah, because so yeah, the, the way the squat racks set up in the gym, I mean, there's probably kind of two meters between each of the three stations anyway, isn't there? Right, because uh, the bars you can have a you can was addressing is the two meters or six feet now each. You can have a seven foot, the 20 kilo bars are all seven feet. Aye. So if you put them in each squat rack, they don't touch each other. Yeah. So you're roughly talking, the gaps in between, you're probably talking about, you're probably talking about an eight or nine foot distance between each person. Yeah. And then just have a set stack of weights at each area so that they're not having to dip in and out. Aye, that, that, that's going to be the biggest issue in, in any gym really, is just kind of people Aye. using different equipment uses- and stuff. Aye. Just the kit and stuff like that, but um, aye, it's going to be interesting. I mean, you're in, the, you're in the position in your place where it's never mega busy anyway, in a good way. Um, so it's not like you're in a, a, some sort of commercial global place where there's like 50, 60, 100 people all using things at the same time. Um, so it's going to be kind of slightly more manageable, but at the same time, aye. at certain times, man, like Saturday mornings are always aye. quite busy. Um, it could be then uh, one of my thoughts was could be that obviously if there's people like in the kind of uh, say for example we've got a couple of clients in the gym that are elderly that are potentially the kind of high risk bracket yep. have got comorbid- <clears throat> comorbidities like some of them have got cancer and they're trying to battle right now diabetes and stuff so for these people where are where applicable and where I could still do it still do the free kit hire so they can still train from home and I'll still yeah. do the Zoom sessions for them yeah and it could be, obviously, if we don't want a busy class, then it's a case of we don't open any classes at the moment. We still run them virtually. Yeah. And do things like that. So it's just... Aye. I'll, put, I'll try and put that up later today just to see what people think and stuff and just kind of come up with ideas. Yeah, this is it. Aye, so it's, it's a lot to think about, isn't it? Again, the government could come out and say none of that. You can, like, so long as you just wipe your kit down before and after use on your go. Yeah, probably. So, I, I suspect but, it'll be more of the latter. <laughs> aye. It's it's just trying to suss out what hey, it's about making people feel safe and doing the right thing. Yeah. Myself and Hel- Brian. Will just, me and Brian will just Aye. buy team hazmat suits and just get about it. We should have big um hazmat suits, basically hazmat suits and then everybody can still get a hug and a high five. Yeah, man, be great. Plus it'd be like you'd be sweating more inside, wouldn't you? You'd be losing weight while you drain. Imagine the smell at the end of that one. Horrendous. Um, aye. aye, well, I mean, yeah, you just don't know until it happens, I suppose, but it, you're doing the right thing by kind of preempting it, as you always do. Do you know what I mean? You've been the anally retentive twat that you are, um, giving it plenty of thought in advance. That's almost a compliment in there. <laughs> Dig deep, man, it's in there. Um, yeah, so it's just, it'll happen when it happens kind of thing, doesn't it? But, nah, we'll see how it goes. It's, what, do you know what's really impressed me? Is everybody's still training. Yeah. Everybody's training hard, everybody's training well. Um, training with Kathleen yesterday and she's chucking the 16 kilo kettlebell about. Yes. One month short of her, seven, one month short of her 71st birthday. Way to go, Kathleen. It's just that renewed uh, energy and vigour she gets from picturing me in a cowboy hat. It's amazing, aye. <laughs> you need a very wee dose of the yee first thing in the morning. Yee-haw! <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, no, that's great. I mean, everyone seems to have kind of embraced jo- it. In fact, Jodie the weekend had a personal best on Snatch. With yeah, so your post, man. That's amazing. It's cool, you're thinking. There's so many people going, oh, look. There's a guy, there's a... Oh, who's the guy that does the... This is the guy that does the commentary for the Strongman events in Scotland. Oh, um, aye, what's his name? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I saw yeah, his I'm post not... yesterday where he's still cheering in his gym and all the rest of it. I was reading there, but he said, I'm not posted up anything because I thought it was disrespectful to those that can't train. Yeah. 
And I'm like, well, I can't remember his name. What, what's your circumstance that you can't train? <laughs> I mean, people, I, I, I can understand what you're saying. A lot of people might not have the, the facility to do it. If you if you live in a flat, whatever, you maybe just you just don't have access to any amount of weights, man. If folk that are training in his gym with all his equipment, maybe they don't have that luxury. Aye, but you could still just bust out some push-ups. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's you could still do something. There's still option there to train, and I just thought that I thought it was a strange comment that it's disrespectful people who can't train. I think he's just looking at it from the point of view of if you're used to doing like powerlifting and you're deadlifting and you're squatting and you're benching all the time, yeah, nah. and then you can't do any of that, but he still can because he can go into his gym. Mm-hmm. He was maybe just meaning that. Aye. Yeah, that was a chance for me basically getting his underwear and post. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> He's a big dude. Um, no, it's been cool because so many folk have said, oh, I can't train, I can't do this, and oh, I'm going to be so far behind. And then there's people having personal best, and you're like, that's cool. Yeah. And that's and for all kettlebells get slated by certain fitness areas, in terms of home workouts, they're a great bit of oh, it's perfect, yeah. Aye. Um, so it's good in that sense, but it's... It's been interesting seeing how people have totally adapted to it. Yeah. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm I not. Guy, I'm the, not putting my hands Kearney? up. Yeah. Uh, Kearney. Oh, I can't remember. Don't know. I think we Kearney. I think that's his name. And uh, when he was talking about the the training and stuff, and one thing he's noticed is that he's getting better sleep now and he's not as stressed and he yeah. knows that's had a huge impact on training. And it's yeah. The number. And uh, I talk about it in any kind of any kind of workshops and try to put something together just now for a week and not online. And of course, is that your two main things that you need to, you need to do right before you look at anything else is sleep and water. Yeah. Because if you're not hydrated right and you're not sleeping well, everything else is going to be shit. Aye. And as people always talk about, you can't eat, you can't out-train a bad diet. Aye, he was saying that, yeah. But, and he's talking about you can't out-train bad sleep and stress. That's true. I think we could, you can almost generalise that you can't out-train a bad lifestyle. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I absolutely. I mean, you're obviously going to get certain people who, who absolutely can, just genetically, because they're freaks. But, um, uh-huh. yeah, g- generically speaking, aye, if, you, if you've got a high-stress lifestyle and you're not getting enough sleep or your diet's bad or all three combined, in a lot of cases, then, yeah, you can train as much as you want, but it's not going to make that much difference. You might maintain a level of fitness, but in order to see actual gains or improvement, then something needs to change, presumably. Ah. Um, ah, yeah, you can totally see that, especially the stress and the sleep, man, do you know what I mean? Like, the diet thing is the obvious one, but mm-hmm. ah, if, you're, if you're stressed all the time and you're getting next to no sleep, then you're just going to be wiped, man. Your, your brain, mentally, you'd be fried and physically, you'd just be exhausted all the time. You look at a lot of most people that are overweight, and pretty much 99% of them, the one thing they've got in common is they've all got a stress lifestyle. Yeah. yeah. The stress hormone, which is going to affect them, is always totally surging. I can see that. So it's, it's interesting that way. And again, it's, um, it's talking, I'm helping one of the dads from the football team, and I'm saying to him, look, nail the basics. Yeah. Get eight hours sleep a night and at least two litres of water in your day and get back to me after, get back to me after a week. And he's not back in touch yet. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? Th- those two things I've definitely improved on since we have been kind of locked down and stuff because yeah. I've not been getting up as early in the morning because I don't have to. I've still been going to my bed basically the same sort of time. So I'm getting kind of over eight hours every night. Um, and Fee bought me a kind of filtered water bottle thing for my birthday. Um, and I've just been drinking loads of water in the house all the time. Which is great. You got so, one of the big, the big kind of tanker things. Aye. With the wee tap on it. You got one of them. So every morning we get up, first one up in the kitchen, fills it up with about six, seven liters of water, slice up loads of lemons and oranges, chuck it in, big block of ice. Yeah. And we sit in the house and we done it with the kids at the weekend there, um, because my kid, on the whole, Brody's great at drinking. Logan or bad, Abby's like me. Abby will forget to drink water all day, then neck two pints before she goes to bed, right? <laughs> um, that is my probably my worst area that, in general speaking, is remember to drink fluids. Yeah. And after that, I'm going to sit that in the living room and just see how it goes. Every two seconds, all he hears. <laughs> <laughs> is that wave? Is there? You use it though? 
and it's something that's weird. I'm quite want to talk about leaving the instrument or the drum pads yeah. out just because you're in there. It's there to remind you. Quick, quick drink, quick practice. Aye, and if you if you're just having like a wee glass or whatever, like don't know, however much, two hundred fifty mils, three hundred mils, whatever. You're not I'm having to sit down and go, I need to drink two litres of water. You're just going, I'll have a this, I'll have a glass here. It's gone, Aye. down, and then you come back later on and you get it. Little and often, we as with five many cups, things. Five cups on the table next to the water, it was great. Yeah, Aye, totally. I'm loving it. That's next great. Morning, Logan, oh, oh, see, tomorrow can we put in, like, uh, try different fruit? I'm chucking that in, leave that flavour. See, Fee's a freak with the flash, doesn't like citrus and all that. She likes lemons oh. and limes, but she hates oranges. Go figure. I don't know. I don't know, mate. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know. I don't know. What? I know. Like, How loves limes, loves lemons. Pathological hatred for oranges. I don't know. That's weird, though. I know. I always thought your wife was pretty cool. She is, in most cases. She's quite weird with stuff I'm like right. that. Fruit, generally, right. she's a weirdo. Like, like terrified of bananas. Make of that what you will. <laughs> <laughs> and on that uh-huh. note, let's wrap this shit up. It's lunchtime. Um, <laughs> so yeah, take away message. Sleep more, drink more water, keep doing what you're doing uh-huh. training wise, and you'll be fine. Or and I think if people training. can take that, if people can take any any, I mean, obviously this has been a it's been a pretty shit time in terms of not being able to see family, friends, stuff like that, and doing all my life I'm loving it. But I, I'm loving it as well. I, am lo- I don't like people. I'm I'm loving the gym here. Yeah. I mean, for all us anti-social freaks, this is heaven. Yeah, totally. Been training for this my whole life. <laughs> but there's lo- I think no matter what, how bad the situation's been, I think there's still some good we can find in it. Yeah. And if we can take, even just like you say, we've realised over a minute I was a lot more stressed out than I realised and I should have been getting, now that I'm getting more sleep, I mean... I'm not having to get up at five or six every single day now. So <laughs> my first session is usually 10 o'clock in the morning. And see, just getting that, oh, I don't set an alarm now. I've sat in the morning, I've set an alarm just in case. Yeah. Just on the safe side. But I think I'm still waking up and naturally I'll wake up between quarter past seven and half eight. Yep. And I'll wake up and I feel great for it. Because mm-hmm. you're not having that, like, just fucking alarm clock going off in your ear at some ungodly uh, hour in the morning. If you get up on your own terms, then... You're immediately so, more relaxed. I think the takeaway message is for all my clients that were training with me between 6 and 8 a.m., you cannot piss off. Yeah, that is now stopped. <laughs> I'll see you at lunchtime, yeah, guys. Brilliant. <laughs> right. Definitely words to be taken from it. Yeah, de- I, well, that's the thing. I was saying this to somebody the other day. Like, I hope people do take all the positives from it when we go back to quote unquote normal. And it people just don't go back to the way things were before. That's that's the worry for me. If if everything's sort of changed for this period of time, take the good things from it that work and that you've noticed Aye. the benefit from and keep doing it. Like so the, the way we talked about it before, like the working from home and stuff like that. If you can work from home, I would like to think that a lot of people should still be allowed to work from home. Don't just yeah. immediately go back to that office nine to five just because that was the norm beforehand. If you don't need to do it, then Aye. don't do it. Um, Did you think a lot of other things obviously they've all spoken about a happy workforce and if there's less stress in the workforce they're more productive if you think the number of people that have to commute to the city every single day that time I know for a, I know the difference it made when I started training with John in the morning getting you know, leaving the house at half five yeah. traffic in the end would be great that would be the worst most people's job is just to commute aye so if you can remove say for example an hour and a half to two hours of stress five days a week yeah now you think you just think over a week that's ten hours of stress. If you take that ten hours of stress off somebody's life, that's a bloody big change. Absolutely. And for the better. Yeah. I know. Well, that's you, you can only hope, though. Do you know what I mean? But uh, whether it happens or not, you just need to wait and see. If uh, if people can do their best personally to take the benefits from it, then that's all you can really you can really hope for. Really, I no. can't see a lot of big businesses making huge changes, but you never know. Who knows? Um, so, so, have a good week, everyone. You know uh, where to find us. Please rate and review all the rest of it on iTunes or wherever you find our podcast. Castbox, Spotify, or you can't review on Spotify, but nah. still just share it. Do it anyway. Yep. Share and share alike. Give us some questions, guys. Give yeah. us some questions. 
yeah, man, it's always good. Gives us something to talk about, so we don't just ramble nonsense, at you. Um, and I might have a, I might have a guest for next week. Ooh, ooh. exciting! You can could be a out. Hollywood superstar potentially. Ooh, very exciting! Uh-huh. Right, well, I just stay need tuned. to check his schedule and see what he says. Awesome, nice one. All right, well, tune in next week for some potential Hollywood action or just us. Oh, just does. <laughs> <laughs> Have a nice week, everyone. Calm down. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Have a good one. Bye. Yeah.